Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey, welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast, where therapists deserve abundance. I am your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about should you hire family members? And so this question comes up actually a lot more than expected in our Dope Therapist Academy community. Um, That is our signature coaching program in which we help therapists build a profitable framework for their private practice and or revamp the private practice practice that they already have to help them grow exponentially. And so this will be a short, uh, I'm going to call it a workshop, but I'm going to focus on two points in terms of how do you hire family members in terms of the things that you need to have in place or that you should have in place. And then secondly, we'll talk about the things to refrain from as it relates to hiring people that you know. And please keep in mind that when I state family members, this also includes close family and friends, like extended friendships and things like that. Okay. So let's go ahead and dive in. So let's talk about the yes. So you may be wondering, well, wow, you know, I have cousins, I have friends, I've got sisters and brothers. I have a spouse. I want to hire them. Right. So let's talk about why you should hire them and the things that you want to keep in mind. So the first area is, do you understand your core values? If you do, then the answer is yes. So your core values are like, what's your business mission? What are words that describe what your business represents? So for example, one of my core values is communication. And with communication, it comes with the definition of, you know, having an open door policy, being transparent, being honest, letting me know when you don't understand something, if you're a team member, letting me know if you're stuck, letting me know that I need constructive feedback if maybe I'm not communicating something as effectively as I think I am, right? So if you understand and have developed your core values in your business, then what you should be doing is hiring team members 
family, friends, or strangers according to those core values. Your core values will also drive the interview questions that you have or maybe scenarios or vignettes that you may want to ask the potential candidate or family member, but they're still a potential candidate to see if they are a good match. So once you develop your core values, then you want to use those to hire and or have to make the decision at times to let go and or fire someone based off your core values. Of course, if you want to learn more about creating core values from a private practice standpoint, then you definitely want to check out the Dope Therapist Academy, okay? Um, now, the second yes is if the applicant has went through the entire application process. So there are no shortcuts for your family members or friends. And I'm going through these things because there have been some of my clients who got so in fear and scared of hiring any new person just because they did not consider any of these things when they hired a family member and they really did a shortcut process. I think I know you or I'm around you all the time. So I'm gonna go ahead and hire you. So during the application process, do you send someone through indeed.com? Do you have someone send you their cover letter or and or their resume? Do they have to take a test online or a questionnaire? You need to take them through the exact same steps of the application process before they even get to the CEO or maybe someone in the in-between. Maybe if you have a um, project manager or someone for HR or someone else that can help you interview potential candidates um, so that there's a boundary buffer between you and that family member, which is always helpful. But sometimes we don't have those things in place, especially in the beginning phases. But bottom line is, yes, if you've taken them through the entire application process as though they were a complete stranger, right? And then the third yes to hiring a family member is of course, if they are good for the position. So what do we mean by good for the position? Have you done an audit of your time? Have you checked out my previous workshop in which I talked about hacks of, you know, hiring team members? And one of those hacks was really figuring out first, where does your time go? Because where your time goes determines what is taking up your time that you either need to automate, delegate, or eliminate. And from that list, if it falls under delegation and it's not your genius zone, maybe you don't like doing it, maybe you don't need to be doing it because it's not helping you generate any revenue by doing it and it's just taking up your time, then does the family member or friend that you want to hire after reviewing their application and reviewing that they meet your core values, just from what you know, maybe during an interview process, do they meet the requirements that you're looking for to fulfill the needs of that position? So the audit of your time will help, but don't just give someone a job just because you want to give it to them. You want to help out. They have to fit the job description. Now let's talk about the no's, when to not hire a family member or close friend. So if they come to you or you heard through the grapevine, they just need a job. Well, if they just need a job, let's go back to the yes. Do they adhere to your core values? Can you send them the application? Are they going to follow through? And pay attention to any red flags that come up about them even taking too long to notify you and send you their resume. So you are not in business to just create positions and that doesn't drive revenue and or service back to your business. The purpose of all companies hiring employees or contractors is not just to get their time back, but it's supposed to leverage your time to do the things that you need to do in the business to be the face of the business, if that is your role, as 
a visionary, as a CEO, and your back office, the help in your business should be helping you continue to generate revenue while you work less. That is most business owners' ultimate goal. So you are not in business to just create positions that don't drive revenue and or service. Another thing you want to consider when to say no is if they don't have good work ethic. Let's go back to the example of not sending the resume or the cover letter. If you told your cousin, hey, I have a position available for customer service. I want to consider you for the position If you're serious, and this is the things that I've told people that I know, if you're serious, send me your cover letter and, not or, and your resume by this Friday. Let's just say if today is Wednesday. So they have two days that they're serious and they're really looking for a job to send it to me. Now, I would hope that they would take the time out to look at their resume, update it, because that's what they would do if they were applying to another job from someone that they don't know, right? So pay attention to patterns of things that even occur in your personal life. Now, I'm not saying that habits don't switch over when people go to work because we know that we can go out with our coworkers to happy hour and they're a totally different person because they did a code switch, which is required, of course, when you're in a work place. There are certain things that we just can and cannot do, how we can and cannot dress and or talk. Nevertheless, there are core value, you know, traits that you can pick up on when you're around somebody. And if you don't like how they show up in personal relationships, what makes you think that they're going to show up any differently and be aligned with your energy and what you're looking for, for your company, let alone to work around other people in your company and or serve your customers or clients. Really ask yourself that. Do I trust this person to be outside of my purview helping me run my business? And if the answer is no, because of the things that you saw in your personal life, well, there you have it, okay? Um, Lastly, under no, you should not hire your family member if you cannot uphold boundaries. So if you cannot say no, for example, you may hire your sister and they say, oh, you know, I gotta go visit my boyfriend, you know, every other week, you know, and I know that you told me I need to work on Saturdays, but I can't work on Saturdays, then they're not a good fit for the position. And of course, those are things that you talk about during the interview process. And if you they haven't brought it up and you know that about them and you've seen those patterns, bring it up for them. Is this going to interfere your biweekly visiting schedule? Because I'm looking for someone, not I'm looking for you. I'm looking for someone who can fulfill this position and actually work every other Saturday. So are you able to see your guy on the alternative Saturday that I don't need this person to work. And if they say, no, I have to go on these particular Saturdays and you're like, well, those are the Saturdays that I need you in my business because maybe you have online workshops or something like that. Or I like, I have a coaching business. So there's certain days of the month or quarter that I need help in my business over the weekend. I need to make sure that people are available. So if they automatically tell you no during the interview and application process, when you talk about their availability, why would you act like you didn't hear that and then get upset after you hire them? Because then you feel like they might be being disrespectful to you and your company core values because they're not in adherence to effective communication, but they were, or maybe you did not ask the right questions during the interview. So I want to share with you an analogy that I've shared with all of my students. And one of my coaches and mentors have shared this with me. You know, if something goes wrong in your business, don't be too quick to blame the flower. The flower is your employee or your contractor. You are the environment as the business owner, right? You are the container in which you hold or house these, you know, the employees or the contractors or both. So if something goes wrong, if somebody messes up or makes a mistake, which happens at a job site, right? Don't be so quick to blame the flower. 
First, evaluate and look at the environment in which the flower was expected to bloom. So if from the beginning and the application process, you did not ask the right questions to get a better understanding of someone's availability, and then all of a sudden you remember that you have a workshop six months later, you then should have a conversation versus just telling someone when you need them to show up because they may have prior obligations because they signed up for what you told them they would have to do. So a conversation needs to take place, okay? But if they are bringing up things and you've talked about it and they are violating the boundaries of their position based off the job description that they should have signed in the onboarding process, then can you say, no, actually you do need to come to work this Saturday. And if you're and if they're unable to make it, can you write them up? Can you give them a verbal warning? Meaning, do you have the power inside to be able to say to someone that you love in your family or a friendship that probably you've had for your entire life, are you able to remove the personal side of you and show up as a business owner and say, hey, I understand that you've had this prior obligation. However, when I asked you if you were able to do X, Y, and Z during the application process, you said that you would make accommodations. And now we are second month in and you're telling me that you're unable to follow through on this part of your job description, which is a very large part. I need your help. That is your position. Are you able to make it? If they say no, Depending on your state, you are at a, you may be at a, you know, at free will state or something like whatever it's called, you know, where you can pretty much let go of somebody. Now, I'm not saying that one thing will make you fire someone, but if that's the one thing that your business works toward all year or all month, because you have virtual workshops or live workshops that create the most revenue in your business and the biggest project that you have throughout the year or every year is the one area where you don't have any help, but you hired somebody and you paid them and invested time and money in them to train them to get prepared for doing this task. And now they can't show up to do the finale. That may mean they're not the right person for you. So can you let them know that and either give them a warning, maybe tell them to show up to the next one. If this is like a recurring event and you can get coverage or you can get help or you can do it yourself, or do you need to let them go? Okay. So I wanted to make this very simple because sometimes we overthink hiring a team member as a family member or a friend. But at the end of the day, I really hope that you heard me say that regardless of their title, you must as a business owner show up in a very objective manner. So what I'm going to do in some future workshops and episodes is I'm going to start breaking down a lot of the learning experiences that I have processed, learned from, grew from, and been through in my business over the last seven or 10 years now, um, from private practice, solo practice, to group practice, to even my coaching business to current date. And I'm going to share with you also, which is a big aha moment, the things that I should have done prior to saying yes to hiring certain people, including family members, and then things that I learned hindsight looking back in a way where I'm able to push forward, process what has happened, but really learn from my experiences, okay? So if you've enjoyed this information that you've heard today, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube or the podcast channel. I will greatly appreciate it if you can leave me a five-star review and also let me know your biggest takeaway. I would also be super grateful if you can share this information with other therapists that you know in your community, because as you and I know, none of this information was taught to us in graduate school. 
And sometimes therapists just don't know what we don't know because we haven't been exposed to stuff outside of the therapeutic space. And so if you text the word abundance or maybe give this phone number to your friends as well, if they text the word abundance to 310-388-8603, and we've also put this information in the show notes, you will get a few things from me. One, you will get access to our freebie library once you follow the steps to get on our text community list. Within that text message, you will get a confirmation email if you want to sign up for our freebie library so that you can get manifestation hacks, some branding and marketing tools. And then we also have our past newsletters in there so that you can see how therapists are are winning in their business from a growth and scale position, okay? Um, also, what we do is Monday through Friday, I send out positive affirmations or take fast action in your business every single day, Monday through Friday around 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to motivate you in your business and your personal life to live abundantly. And of course, I want to stay connected with you so that if I do host a upcoming virtual or live event or when the Don't Therapist Academy opens, or when we offer something else specifically for therapists to grow and or scale their business, you will be the first one to find out on that text list because I am rewarding people who want to connect via text versus sometimes via email, okay, even though I do both. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 